welcome into First Take. Happy New Year, Christopher Russo. Thank you there. Lovely Great Molly. Good to see you. Yeah, good How to see you doing? as well. Nice to have you with us. We got Marcus in the house. The three of us will have a nice show today. You just start the show. Introduce everyone. No, you're, you're, no, you're no I want you to do it. You do it. Marcus, welcome. How are you today, pal? Hey. Doing good? What's up? What's up, Mad Dog? What's all up, my family loved what you said about us last week. They were all excited. Okay, that's it. We got the so three of us. Oh, he's there. Oh, there he is. Oh, geez. I didn't see him with the black suit on. <laughs> Did you get out of the, Did you get out of Pasadena yet? Or you're still hanging out at the Rose Bowl? What are you doing, well, big guy? Well, it was a couple of things. Number one, first of all, Happy New Year again to Molly. Uh, Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year to Swagoo. Um, I would Happy like New to Year. act like I'm in a good mood, but I saw some impersonator show up on first take last Wednesday, sitting in my chair, talking about how the show was going to suddenly be professionally done. You must have lost your damn mind, Mad Dog Russo. You are in a world of trouble with me. How dare you with your blasphemous self be so disrespectful. Today, you're going to get roasted. I'm telling you that right now. You mess with the raw brother talking about. And then had the audacity swagoo to wave his hand. Uh, let's I know. go. I was like, I know. what? How dare you? Oh, How man. dare you? Let's go, y'all. I'm in the mood today. Oh, you done ticked me off. Let's okay. go. One order let's of business. One order of business. Yeah, yeah. I got an order okay. of business, Molly. Sure. Uh, are you... Who's going to be there Friday? I'm going to be in the house Friday. I will be there. In studio. I will be there. Yes. I will be there Friday. I will be there Friday. And when I show up Friday, you will speak when spoken to. You will make your contact. You will make your comments condensed. And you will handle your business. No, I'm here. You're not hosting Friday. You're not hosting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Molly usually takes Fridays off sometimes. I didn't know. I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. Especially now that she got her new shoes. Especially now that she's got her new shoes and skipping along and stuff like that. I don't know if she's going to be there. I thought we were starting this year off on the right foot, but you know what? You're still you, Stephen A. All right. We're talking playoffs. Always me. So as of right now, the Cowboys. Marcus, your Dallas Cowboys hold the top spot in the East, and that leaves the Eagles with the top wildcard spot after losing four of their last five games. So Dallas catapulted to first after picking up a huge controversial win over the Lions Saturday night that left many saying they got lucky, including Southern Steve. Oh, please, luck. Lucky asses. Make me sad. I mean, highway robbery. I mean, you got to be kidding me, man. Luck is definitely a significant part of the equation. I don't want to hear what anybody says. Their schedule, the teams they beat, and then this call when you lose the game and it's given to you, mm-hmm. and now you end the season with a gimme, which is the Washington, not the not the Commodores with Lionel Richie, not the Commodores, the Washington Commanders. That's how you end your season. I mean, my Lord, how, how lucky can you be? Please. Christopher. Uh, he's nuts. Uh, come, luck, they're all lucky, Steve. I mean, yeah, outside, Steve. Of, outside of San Francisco and Baltimore, they're all lucky. Philadelphia got lucky when Skeldon dropped the pass in Kansas City you're, for crying so out loud. Right. And so how about right. the idea that, that uh, uh, Dak stepped on the uh, out-of-bounds line when yeah. he was about to score the game-winning touchdown? All these teams get lucky, Stevie. I mean, Detroit's been lucky 9,000 times. How about the Rams on Sunday? You don't think they were lucky? against the Giants when Tyrod Taylor had the pass to Barkley and it was incomplete. It should have been. A, and then they get the field goal. You, I know you hate Dallas, okay? Here's the bottom line and deal with it. They're going to get two, not one, two home playoff games. And I don't like the Cowboys either. I don't make it a cottage industry like you do. I'm not a big fan, but Dallas at 
the end of the day is going to be at San Francisco in late January. Stevie, every team in the league gets lucky outside of San Francisco and Baltimore. You're off to a lousy start on a Wednesday morning. How am I off to a lousy start and I haven't spoken yet? You spoke yesterday. We live with it. Yeah, Mad Dog, you are my spirit animal right now because it does take luck for everybody. Even the teams you're talking about, it took some luck for them to win certain games. This Dak Prescott threw for 345 yards and two touchdowns, and this man said it's all luck. It's about being good as well. When you win 11 games in the NFL, you're a pretty good football team. Maybe not the best team, maybe not the team that's going to win the Super Bowl, but it's a lot of good that goes along with you having the opportunity to win the games that you won this season. When you look at Detroit, you can say, yeah, it was a bad luck. It was, a, it was also a bad – it was also a legal formation before the play even started. It also was a phantom tripping call on a tight end for Dallas instead of it being called on the Detroit Lions. All of those things matter when it comes into the season and we start talking about luck. The Cleveland Browns won a game against the Baltimore Ravens earlier this year because Baltimore dropped six passes and dropped two of them for touchdowns. Like all of those things matter throughout the course of a year. The Cowboys are good and lucky. And most of the time, teams that win championships or win a lot of games, it's a little bit of both, but more about being good. (sighs) Both of y'all sound lost. And both of y'all should be ashamed of your damn selves. First of all, when the hell have we ever associated luck with the Detroit Lions? Mr. Historian, how many victories did the Detroit Lions have in the playoffs? Oh, in the playoffs. Oh, not many. One. Right. We're talking about what, the playoffs. What, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. Wait a minute. One since when? Since when? 1991. Excuse me. They have one playoff victory since 1957, Mr. Historian. 1957. And you just came on national television and said everybody's lucky? When the hell have the Detroit Lions been lucky? That's number one. Number two, swag goo, along with what? mad doggy dog. Whoa. Excuse me. Excuse me. Let me tell y'all something. When you look at the Dallas Cowboys and we understand that the luck that you're talking about, okay, teams are lucky. How many teams are lucky because the officials messed up and overturned a game-winning play? When has that happened? Now, we saw the drop pass for the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, that's Marquez Valdez-Scanlon's fault. That is a player with his quarterback throwing a bomb, putting it right in his hands, and he dropped the touchdown pass. We've certainly that's seen that before. For it's good. Philadelphia it's good. Eagles. Did I ask you to interrupt me? Did I ask you to interrupt me? Listen. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm saying that he dropped the pass. Yeah, it was luck, but it involved players. Not an official. When Jackie Smith, I believe that was his name, dropped the touchdown pass in the Super Bowl against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, that was lucky for the Steelers. But it was also him who dropped the damn pass that Roger Starbeck hit him right in the heart with. Okay, that's him. That is entirely different than an official literally negating a two-point play that gives you the lead in the damn game. That is entirely different. How the hell are you two? I didn't ask you to interrupt. 
How are you gonna sit up there, you two, you on national television, you and gonna bring up and gonna bring? I, 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 ain't nobody scared. You can huff and puff all you want to. Nobody yeah, you ain't blowing this yeah. house down. Right. The Hurry point up. is, up, is that you have an official that literally made okay. the wrong call. He was informed of what they were doing schematically, and he messed up. And how do we know that? Because the damn officiating team has been demoted. That's how we know it. Don't tell me luck. How about incompetence? How about using that word? Don't get me started with it. It's I got a question. Stop the nonsense. I got a question for you. It. I got what? a question for you what? since we're going to talk about the referees. We're going to talk about the referees. Is it unlucky for the Detroit? Is it unlucky for Dallas that it was a phantom tripping call called? Because the referees interjected? Or was it more about the players? Because we can go back before that happened and talk about what transpired in order for Detroit to even be in that situation. Okay, okay, Swaggu Orlovsky, I heard your point. You echoed Dan Orlovsky's point from a couple of days ago. Here is my retort to that. What I am saying is there are plenty of plays. You are absolutely right. There are plenty of plays where officials come into play and they'll make a call here and there. It is rare that it's a game-winning touchdown or a two-point conversion and it gets negated and hands the opposing team the victory because of an officiating goal and an officiating error. When have we seen that? When? Detroit Detroit wouldn't have gotten the ball if they would have made the right call, Stephen A. Do you understand that? The Detroit Lions never would have had an opportunity to have a bad call on a game-winning position. We've seen plenty of teams. We've seen officials. Earlier. We've seen we've seen officials make errors that have given opportunities. We haven't seen officials make Stephen errors a. that have given you the game. There's a difference. Stephen A. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question because I don't under, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. And you are a very smart individual. One of the I smartest am. individuals I know. If Thank they you, don't make a tripping call against Hendershot, the, the Detroit Lions never get a chance I agree. to go make a game-winning play. I agree. So how agree. is that not altering the game? I am saying to you, there have been plenty of mistakes that have been made, or there have been plenty of officiating interference that has extended an opportunity for somebody to position themselves to win a football game. I'm saying that is entirely different than a team scoring a two-point conversion that puts them up and hands them the victory, and the official who made the Steve. mistake says, well, excuse me, I'm sorry, you, know, Steve. you, didn't, you didn't do it. You, procedurally, you didn't do the right thing. Steve. Really? Steve. 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 Chris That's luck. Steve. That's not Can luck. I say something? Can I say something? Yes. Yes, you may. Would you have any issues at all with the Lion game if the Eagles didn't blow a 21-6 lead to Arizona at home? You would care less. Yes. What bothers you yes. is that now they're going to win the division. You don't no. care about the Lion-Cowboy no. game. No, 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 no. You're no, bothered no. that, the, that, you're bothered that. that Philadelphia lost, and now Dallas, oh, because of a shaky scenario, oh, is oh, the two seed. That's right. what you're ticked off so, about. So, so right now, the so right Eagles now you're not the won, Hall of Fame. You right now, you're not the, about this. Right, right, right now, you're not the Hall of Fame radio host who's a great contributor on first take. Right now, you're a troll. You're a troll. So you're just going to ask me a question, but then answer it. You're going to ignore my answer because you got your answer in your head about what the hell I'm thinking. 
Did I stutter? Do I look like I'm backing up? I'm telling you right now, the Detroit Lions won the damn game, and the official took it away from them. That is luck. And I'm saying to you, that's one. how I feel about the Cowboys. I'm not even thinking about the division. I'm not even thinking about the division. I'm just talking the about Detroit that Lions. game. The- because the Eagles just look like the Eagles just stink over man, the last dog, five cor- weeks. Cor- correct me if I'm wrong, man, dog. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Because right. c- here's what I do know as well. There was an illegal formation before the, the throw happened anyway. I'm not denying it. It was an illegal formation. That's the Detroit Lions fault, Stephen A. That ain't okay. no unlucky. They lined okay. up illegally. After that, it was two more opportunities to get into the end zone, which they didn't. And when they lined up illegally, the previous point. Okay. When they lined up illegally, they lined up where, illegally where they had, a deficit, the they had a deficit, yes or no? When they had a deficit, yes or no? Were they not trailing yeah. the Dallas Cowboys? They, yes. So the Cowboys still had an opportunity when, to stop them and didn't. Stephen A. Stephen A. When they lined up in illegal formation on the two point yes. conversion, yes, they the the play the play should have been nullified anyway. It was a bad. Okay. They couldn't line up the way they lined it up. Lined up. That's that's the Detroit Lions' fault. Does that lay in in line with the luck of the Dallas Cowboys? Absolutely. Okay. But I'm asking you a question because you're talking about well, Dan Orlovsky brought up that point. The point is the point is still relevant to what you're talking about. You're talking about something that a ref did to alter the outcome of a game. They did it earlier. That okay. altered the potential okay. alter, outcome okay. of the game. I, I, listen, I'm not refuting that at all. I just think that there's a difference between the final play and something that transpired earlier where you still have an opportunity to change the outcome. That's all I'm saying. But in the end, what it comes down to is that we're all in agreement. Cowboys were more lucky than good. No, nah, they were good. This they whole good. thing, would, would we be making a big stink about this if Dallas was the five seed? No. I'm telling you, I this, would. This is oh, – everybody's Man, making dog, a big deal because Philadelphia would, opened doggy. up the door for Dallas. And if Philadelphia had won the doggy. game, this would That's be a how you're out. thinking about it. You think about it the way the hell you no, want to think about it. I fight. think about it the way I want to yeah. think about it. I'm telling you, I'm not thinking about Stephen that. A. I'm not thinking about that. I'm Stephen thinking a. about that. that game. I agree with Stephen A. on that. Doggy, he may not be thinking about Philly, but doggy, let me let me let me just bring this in before we move on because we're talking about good and lucky. Were they not good when they beat Philly? Because if they don't beat Philly, they never in this situation. When, when, when they beat Philly, when they beat Philly, good. When they when they beat Philly, did I not concede that they were good? What what, what are you talking hold about? Come, then? Come, because hold, wait a minute, more lucky I, than I good. thought we were. I thought we were talking about the game, and if you want to take into account their season, I can point to losses to Arizona. I can point to the blowout loss to San Francisco. I can point to the blowout loss to the Buffalo Bills and juxtapose that to beating on beating up on cellar dwellers. I can do that and say you more lucky than good. The schedule makers, it ain't your fault that you got to play the people Even in late. front of you, but the level of competition hasn't been – you haven't performed as well against better and elite I competition. I can do all of that too. You got an I argument, got I got one. I got what? I got a question for you. Who who did you have winning the Philly Cowboy game? Did you have the Cowboys I, winning? I did. I had the, the Cowboys game winning that, that they game. Played? I had the Cowboys winning that so game. So why you had why why did you have them winning that game? Because I don't like the, lucky because, or they were because, good? because I didn't like the way Philly was looking. We talked about oh, this. Oh, okay, okay. We talked okay. about this. But the Cowboys are good. The Cowboys are good, Stephen A. It's okay I didn't to say, say that. that. I did, They're a good I did not, football team. Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm about let's done be, with this conversation. I, so am I, so am I. But let's be very clear. 
let's not act like this brother here don't have a command of the English language. I did not say they were not good. I said they're more lucky than good this okay. year because of who they've been going up against. That's what I said. I didn't stutter. Okay. I'm very, I'm, I, I, I am, rel if nothing else, y'all, I'm pretty damn articulate. I, I mean, if nothing else. Okay, Steven. You are, you are very articulate. 11 games, 11 games, winning 11 games yes. in the NFL, it ain't that much damn luck in the by world. The way, Molly, you got to be more good than luck. We're going to move this. on from this subject. Molly. Yeah. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful dress, beautiful outfit on this morning. And it's, it's rare that I give you that compliment. I'm going to give you that this morning. Way to go. Way to go. Molly, you fly. Thank you, guys. You are fly this morning, Molly. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Now I'm blushing. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits, like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X Card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. All right. Uh, Sunday night, there's a whole lot on the line. And the days of New England owning the AFC East are long and gone. Buffalo travels to Miami to take on the Dolphins, and the winner will emerge as AFC East champs. Not only does the winner get the division crown, but they also get the two seed, which means they can host at least two playoff games. Game changer. So with a loss, Miami would drop to the sixth seed, which means they go to Kansas City on wildcard weekend. The Bills could still miss the playoffs with a loss in wins by the Steelers in Jags. Marinate on that for a second. I realize I gave you a lot of information. Okay, S.A., tell me this. Who wins the AFC East? Would you go with the Bills or the Dolphins? I'm going with the Bills, but it's, it's by default. I've lost all faith and all respect for the Miami Dolphins. I just have. I'm so oh. disgusted with the Miami Dolphins. They make me sick. They really, really do. To watch them go on the road and wet the bed as many times as they have this year. I know this game is at home. Mm 
And so I expect a better performance because for some reason, when they're close to South Beach, I mean, it just serves as a mode of inspiration. So be it. But in the end, I'm just incredibly disappointed, Swagoo and, and, and Doggy. I, I can't put in the words. Again, it's not the loss. It's how you lose. It's like, listen, if you're in a boxing, to use a boxing analogy, you know what? You can get outboxed because you're going up against superior talent. You can get caught with one punch and you can get clipped. But that is entirely different than getting your ass kicked. And when I see the Miami Dolphins, I see ass kickings on their dockets. And that is what disgusts me. To, to, to have us rave about Mike McDaniels the way that we have. To have people talking about the boy genius that he is supposed to be. To look at the greatness of Tyreek Hill, who spent the vast majority of this season literally as an MVP candidate. But we can point to last week against Baltimore. We can point to uh, uh, the Philadelphia game and I think one other game where he literally drops touchdown passes. And, and, uh, all of a sudden, Jalen Waddle can't stay healthy. And even when he's healthy, you know what? The inconsistency level. You look at this defense and you go up against Baltimore 56-19. You get ramrodded like that. You go to Buffalo 48-20. to You get ramrodded like that. Where's your pride? Where's your dignity? I mean, damn. I mean, we, we look at this team as explosive as they are offensively. Every time the bright lights come on, with the exception of the Cowboys game at home, I give them credit for that. But with the exception of the Cowboy games, every time the bright lights come on and the Miami Dolphins, we're like, oh, we can't wait to see this. This explosive offense might be the best offense since the greatest show on turf. Oh, my God, we can't wait. They, get, they don't just lose. They get their ass kicked. And that is what bothers me about the Miami Dolphins. So, yeah, I could be wrong, but on this particular week, with so much on the line, I'm looking at the bright lights, and I'm saying, damn it, that's who they are. Every time the bright lights come on, these brothers are no-shows. And it really disgusts me because I enjoy watching the Miami Dolphins when they are flowing. But, boy, when they're not, it's, it's, a, it's a tough watch, and their defense, oh, my Lord, they should be ashamed of themselves. They really should. They really should. All right. I'm going to switch, Sam, so uh, just to bother you. He bought, Stephen A's got me bothered. Why are you switching? As I was going to pick Buffalo, but he bothered me right there. I'm taking Miami in the game. Wow. The whole world, the whole world loves the Bills. And what you just said right there, Cutlass, this, Waddle, can't play, McDaniel, bright lights. Miami is going to take that. They're going to put it on that message board. And the whole world, they're underdogs at home. I'm going to do the, the exact opposite of the betting scenario. I'm going against the public. The public here loves Buffalo. I'll take Miami. And by the way, one thing about the Bills, okay, they didn't play well against the, the Patriots. They were lucky to win the game. They didn't play that well. Returned a kickoff for a touchdown. They had all these turnovers, and they still had a fight for dear life late in the game. They didn't play great against the Chargers. And then McDermott, who I'm really down on. You see what McDermott did there on, on Sunday afternoon? He made sure that the Dolphin-Raven game was not on the scoreboard, not to distract his players. That is so rinky-dink, and that shows you the guy is so wound tight. Watch Buffalo go down to Miami and watch them lay an egg because I don't completely trust them and watch the Dolphins win. And one other thing, as uh, the great Molly alluded to, yeah. if Pittsburgh beats the Ravens, which I think they will, and if Jacksonville, that's a little iffier, but if they beat Tennessee, which I, they got a chance, 50-50, if they do that and Buffalo loses, they're out of the postseason. 
So they could be playing for their lives on Sunday, which would make them more tight. I don't completely trust them. The world thinks that there's no way Miami can win. And why Bradley Chubb was in the game down by 50 points with three minutes to go to get the ACL there? I have no – it was the ACLs or the Achilles. Yeah, it's ACL. It's ACL. Uh, it's I mean, ACL. I, I, mean ACL. I have – that is ridiculous by McDaniel. But everybody's written them off. Watch Miami win. Fat Rob, go fish on Sunday Hold night. Swag, swagoo, swagoo, <laughs> swagoo. Go ahead, go ahead brother. First of all, first of all, a lot of people are giving Miami a chance to win this game, so that's false on Doggy's part. That's oh, number God. one. Number two, number two, all anybody in America needs to know is this. The fact that Doggy is going comp- to pair with Fat Rob, to pick the Miami Dolphins, that's yeah. all you need to do to pick the Bills. To pick the that Bills. Because they ain't been right this season. You said it. They ain't been right this season. <laughs> they ain't been right. Doggy done lost. Doggy done, Doggy done lost so much money, he hiding it from Mrs. Mrs. Mad Dog how much money he's losing. She's like, what's up? You, 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 you got you to gotta guard our money a little bit better yeah, than this. That's what she said. on that? No. 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 She just lets you roll? But I've been hot. Doggy. Doggy. You've been hot. You made me nervous. You, you made house? me nervous, doggy, when you put Fat Rob in the conversation, right. man. You put y'all, Fat y'all Rob. Done had a, y'all done had a, a tumultuous season, <laughs> to say tumultuous. the least. How, how about a sinking ship? Sinking ship, man. Go this way. But I'm going to go with you on this one. I'm going to jump on with you, man, dog, because I think the Dolphins can win this game. I think they're going to win the game at home. When you start thinking about what's, what's at stake for Miami, they know – What's going on with the Buffalo Bills? And I believe that if Miami is in in any type of right mindset, they don't want to have Buffalo in the playoffs. They play this game in order to be eliminators. And offensively is where they're going to have to make hay. Look, I'm not – I wasn't – I'm with you, man. I wasn't crazy impressed with what Buffalo did against New England, but that is still Bill Belichick and the defense that's been playing pretty well. I don't know if Vic Fangio and this defense is going to play that well, but I do believe Tua and them can have an explosive day. Buffalo has been living by pressuring quarterbacks in the blitz, okay. and there is one team that Marcus, you got to be cautious about, and that's the Miami Dolphins. All right. Go ahead. We gotta go ahead. Go. We yeah. gotta go. Just tell me next time, Molly, when, when I got like two seconds. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more. Or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything. Pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one... The majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Davis, time winding down. Are they going to get the ball up in time? Clark for the win! Clark, unreal. She made the three-pointer from the logo at the buzzer. Clark shot, gave the Hawkeyes logo number for Iowa a 76-73 win over Michigan State. Clark finished with 40 points, 14-34 shooting. Stephen A., how impressive was this? This girl is a superstar. I've been saying it for years. I keep telling everybody she's the Steph Curry of women's basketball, college or pro. She is a superstar. I had the pleasure of doing an event with her on campus at Iowa a few months ago. I went there for my man Mark Shapiro, and I had a blast. She and I were on a panel together. She's a wonderful, wonderful young lady, incredibly poised. But this woman is the nation's leading scorer, averaging 31.5 points per game, shooting 40% from threes. She's hitting at least five three-pointers per game. She is elite. I'm telling y'all, wait till this girl gets to the WNBA. She is something special. Make no mistake about it. And I really, really, really am rooting for her. I really want to see her again have another shot at a national championship. She's my favorite player in, in women's basketball, period. Yeah. No, she's exceptional. She just picked the wrong school. After a 5-TD performance Sunday to help the Ravens improve to 13-3 and and lock up the one seed in the AFC, Lamar Jackson, a near lock to win his second AP NFL MVP award. He also won unanimously in 2019. So here's the deal. Mad Dog. Yes. Is Lamar the quarterback you would most want right no. now? No. Well, I didn't even finish what I was going to say. I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. <laughs> 
heading into the playoffs. Did no. you just see the beatdown over uh, the weekend? Uh, yes, of course I did. You watched that? Yes, I did. Yeah. Thank you, Molly. On, maybe you should have put money on Lamar Jackson. I didn't Jackson. touch that one. No. Yeah. Um, uh, here's I'm gonna, first off, there's nobody who's better than Mahomes. So let's, let's put that in the mix right there. You can't take him over Mahomes. Here's what I'm going to say about Lamar Jackson. And to be fair, this is a fair comment. And anybody who thinks I'm crazy here and I'm un- being un- uh, not being fair is not paying attention. Any football person, anybody on the Ravens, in four games that he has played in the postseason, they've scored 52 points. Four games. And they've lost two games at home. So I understand this is a different team, but when he's been the orchestrator at that position for that franchise, and also after they won, after he won an MVP, they've scored 52 points, and his quarterback rating is unimpressive. Now I'm not saying he's not going to bounce back. Every guy's going to have his moment, but I've been around sports a long time. I've seen plenty of guys be great. Kurt Clayton Kershaw is a perfect example, who have been great in regular season play, and when they get in the big postseason spot, they just, for whatever the reason, are not quite as good. I expect him to be very, very good, but there's a ton of pressure on him. He should win two home games, but remember, in four postseason games that he has been involved with, and he wasn't great in the bowls for uh, Louisville, 52 points in four games. That is fact, and he's lost two games at home. The Ravens can downplay it. Harbaugh can downplay it. Stephen A. can downplay it. Swagook, downplay it all you want. That is the issue. 52 points for playoff games. Let me see him score 70 in two games at home, and then we can talk. Go ahead. Go ahead, Go ahead Swagook. Marcus? I trust Lamar right now but more than anybody in the playoffs. And more than I understand what Mad Dog is saying. Mahomes is a better player. I trust Lamar more right now. Mahomes, Lamar has played better than every quarterback over the last five weeks, Mad Dog. So why wouldn't I trust him more going into the playoffs? And and how can you say, how can you bring up the, the fact of the old playoff performances and admit that it's a completely different situation? Don't situations matter, Mad Dog? Didn't Matthew Stafford's situation matter when he left Detroit and went to the Rams because he was with a better team and better players around him and a better offense and a better offensive coach? Doesn't that matter? Doesn't it matter when when players change situations and they they get in a better one and we start to see the fruit of that? This ain't the same Lamar Jackson that's been in the previous four playoffs. Like, I'm not on here to fight for Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is a $250 million quarterback. He's been a league MVP already. We know he's a really good quarterback. But I just can't stand you talking about the past playoff situations like this is the same one. It's not. It's a better defense. It's better playmakers around him. And he's playing at a better level. Throwing the football and using his athleticism. That's that's sickening for you to bring that up. Go ahead, Steve. Well And Mahomes listen, is the best quarterback. Listen. Like here is clearly. here is here is the absolute correct answer to this question. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's just that it's the Baltimore Ravens. Because the one thing that Patrick Mahomes can't do is catch the damn ball. We have no faith. In the Kansas City Chiefs, 
because we don't believe in their receivers. I mean, damn it, they don't know how to line up properly and align themselves properly, let alone catch the damn bat, the damn football. And so when you have that as a problem, we have no reason to have faith. We look at Travis Kelsey, he's a future Hall of Famer, a two-time champion, arguably the greatest tight end in the history of the game. And this is a guy that people are wondering whether or not he's going to retire after the season is over because how badly does he want to? I'm not saying that. I'm just talking about people who have been saying that with the reports. I don't know that. I did not ask Travis Kelsey that. Having said all of that, it's really about the fact that the Baltimore Ravens look so much better than the Kansas City Chiefs. But we all know there's no way that anybody with sense could say you would take Patrick Mahomes over Lamar. I mean, you would take Lamar Jackson over Patrick Mahomes. Lamar. Nobody, no, no, nobody could say that. I, I got the numbers here. Yeah. I got the numbers. We, uh, history does matter, and I got to give Doggy credit for this. Histories matter. Let me, let me, let me, let me help you out here, Swagoo. Patrick Mahomes, eleven and three postseason record. Lamar Jackson, one and three. Five conference championships. Lamar zero. Uh, Lamar Jackson zero. Three Super Bowl appearances. Lamar Jackson zero. A completion percentage in the postseason, sixty-seven percent. Lamar Jackson at fifty-six percent. Pass uh, passing yards per game. Patrick Mahomes at 292. Lamar Jackson's at 225, okay? TD to interception ratio, 35 to 7. Lamar Jackson, three touchdowns, five interceptions. Passer rating, 107.4. The highest passer rating in NFL postseason history. That is Patrick Mahomes. Lamar Jackson is at 68.3. By the way, Lamar has the third lowest playoff passer rating over the last 20 years with a minimum of 125 passing attempts. The only people in that NFL history, Swaggoo, who have been worse, right is there. Andy Dalton and Rex Grossman. So what I'm saying to you is this. Lamar Jackson, I believe in him too. I believe this is going to be his year. I believe he's going to overcome all those odds. I think Baltimore going to the Super Bowl. Let me be very, very clear about that. But no matter what I see from Lamar Jackson, I have no evidence whatsoever to ever sit in front of anywhere and say, I'd rather have Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. I have no evidence of that. None. Because I even when if, I've if, seen Patrick Mahomes struggle, even over the last few weeks, he ain't been great, but he's trying to play hero ball because he can't catch the damn football for the receivers, okay? The bottom line is his postseason resume is so elite, so exceptional, so otherworldly. There is nobody with sense that could sit up there and say, if I got money and I got my stuff on the line, I'm going to take Lamar Jackson over Patrick Mahomes. We'll take the team Fellas. over the Chiefs, the Ravens over the Chiefs. We can't say we take Mahomes over Lamar Jackson. We can't. We just can't. Okay. Listen, man. Listen. See, th this is the nuance that you that, – that because we have time, we can talk about. I'm on record saying I think Patrick Mahomes is going to lead the NFL as the best quarterback to ever play the position. I'm not talking about overall. I'm talking about right now based on what we've seen this season. Patrick Mahomes has more turnovers than Lamar Jackson. He, he, he is playing with, to your point, Stephen A., a lesser uh, cast and crew than Lamar Jackson is. But, but let's not throw Lamar Jackson out the window like we haven't watched this season and based on what he's doing now as opposed to all of the other quarterbacks but, in the NFL. I don't think anybody's taking see, anybody see, over Lamar Jackson right with, now. With all due respect, that's where, that's where you get slick. Because you see, what you said is throw Lamar Jackson Lamar out. Quarterback let me finish. Let me let me finish. What you said is throw Lamar Jackson out. 
No one said that, Marcus Spears. What we said was Patrick Mahomes is so great, even with the struggles you've seen this year, you can't throw him out because the resume is that great. You see that? You see the difference? You said you can't throw Stephen Lamar a, Jackson out. A... No one's saying that. We're just saying Patrick Mahomes has been so phenomenal in a one game. Like, you know, like Swaggo, you say any given Sunday, right? Any given Sunday, right? Well, any given Sunday, if Patrick Mahomes steps on a field with one game on the line over 60 minutes, you try to tell me you ain't scared out of your damn mind because that's Patrick Mahomes? Stephen A. Yes, but I'm telling you right now, entering the playoffs in 2024, it's Lamar Jackson that everybody's scared of. He's the guy that everybody's worried about. It's not Patrick Mahomes. It's not another quarterback in the AFC or the NFC. He is the guy that everybody is worried about entering these playoffs. They're worried about about Lamar Jackson the way they're always worried about Lamar Jackson when he's on the field. The difference is, is that this year we ain't worried about the Chiefs because we've seen Patrick Mahomes on at least 35 occasions put the ball in their hands and they've dropped the ball more than anybody in the NFL. That's the difference. Not Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. It's the fact that the receivers can't catch the damn ball. But we've also seen Patrick Mahomes throw interceptions as well. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? I just thought about a question. I just thought about a question. Was it you the one that said that you begged the Chiefs to grab DeAndre Hopkins? Is it that you? A hundred percent. Now let me ask you this question. Now let me ask you this question. A hundred percent. Let me ask you this question. If he had... DeAndre Hopkins to throw the football to. How much more worried would you be about Patrick Mahomes? I wouldn't be worried at all. I wouldn't be worried at all. But we ain't. But we ain't living. If he had DeAndre Hopkins, I think the Chiefs would be in a much better situation than they are right now. So are we saying? So right. So are we saying? So are we saying? But Stephen A. They not, and they don't have him. The question, Let me though, ask you a mad dog is Lamar and Patrick Mahomes. It's not the team. It's about Lamar about the quarterback, Swagoo. Yeah. It's okay, Lamar, what quarterback, quarterback playing better than Lamar Jackson Lamar. right now? You're not, what you're not quarterback understanding. is playing you're better not, than Lamar can Jackson Can I ask you a question? Right can I ask you a question? If you had an opportunity to put Patrick Mahomes on the Ravens what would, this year, what would they look like? Would they look worse? I put Patrick Mahomes on would any they team worse? before any other quarterback in the league. That's all I'm saying. They look good. They look great. Okay. Okay. That's all we're saying. Okay. You just said it. You don't play the – Hey, 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 hey. But you're not playing. Team, it's a new year. Let's all take a breath. Let's pause. I'm going to team up. Marcus didn't answer right now. He changed the conversation. Okay, let's just let it go, Steven. Sometimes you ignore the questions. Let's let's keep it. I never do. I never do. You want entering the playoffs. Oh, my God, guys, seriously. Yes, over every other quarterback. Marcus. Is Lamar the quarterback you want entering the playoffs? Yes, over any other quarterback. Marcus. Based on what I've been watching. Yes. It's a simple answer. No, no. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry, Molly. I expect more from you. Patrick Mahomes, the, the best. Oh, my God. I want the ball right Marcus, now. let it go. The NFL finds Panthers owner David Tepper 300K. I need to talk to your wife now. For unacceptable conduct, Tepper was caught on video during Sunday's loss of the Jaguars throwing a drink in the direction of fans from his open-air suite. Tepper said in a statement, quote, 
I'm deeply passionate about this team and regret my behavior on Sunday. I should have let NFL Stadium security handle any issues that arose. I respect the NFL's code of conduct and accept the league's discipline for my behavior. Before we get into this, I want to mention that this fine represents less than 1% of 1% of his wealth. You got that, Mad Dog? I do. Okay. Is the punishment enough? Uh, to me, it's not about the fine. I think there's probably a limit of what you can fine an owner anyway. I think it's the embarrassment that he got caught and the NFL had to do something. But this guy's a clown. I mean, let's be honest. Tepper's a, I mean, this is a disaster for the NFL. He fired Reich. He obviously intervened as far as the Bryce Young scenario is concerned. Now he's on board saying, well, we all wanted Bryce Young. Well, evidently they didn't because half the office wanted C.J. Stroud, who they should have taken, and they took Young instead. And I would, I'm not second-guessing it because I probably would have taken Young too, but as it turns out, I'm not paid to make those decisions, and Stroud's better than Young. That's all there is to it. I know he's got more weapons, but he's better. But Tepper's a clown. Let's, let's call it like we see it. He he got rule in. He gave him a seven million. He gave him a seven-year contract, and he couldn't wait to get rid of him when he didn't have a quarterback. And Sam Donald didn't work out. Then he brings Reich in. He doesn't even give him the full season. If you go work for this guy, you're nuts. He is a disaster. He is a. I wouldn't go near him if I was a halfway decent head coach. And I know there's not that many jobs out there, so you want to run. You know, the the guy from Detroit. You know, maybe he goes to Carolina because it's an opportunity. There's only 32 jobs. But if anybody goes to work for David Tepper, who has done a lousy job at that football team who has not proved that he can be a good owner. And if you get a bad owner in the NFL, you're dead. Go ask Washington. This guy is a disaster. I would hate to be a Panther fan right now. He is a complete mess. Quote, unquote. He can say anything he wants. He can get mad at us. I could care less. Tepper's a clown. Sorry, Steve. Go ahead. I agree with... I I agree with what you just said, Mad Dog, but the arrogance in the statement is is what I'm pissed off about. 300K is enough. You threw a drink on somebody, $300,000 is a lot of money to get fined for throwing a drink. I'm not going to make it relative, Molly, to a billionaire. I get it. What we want them to find him $100 million so it feels good to people. 300K is a lot of money for throwing a drink on somebody. It's the arrogance in the response. I regret and I should have let security handle it. How about I should I apologize for throwing a drink on a fan? It was it was bad and totally out of my care. This is the arrogance, though. The arrogance that Mad Dog just brought up about how he's run this organization. It's like a child playing with a with a toy that they have. That's how David Tepper has carried himself. And the only way we can surmise that is based off of the actions that he's had with decisions within the franchise and organization and this video that just came out. The fan that got water thrown on him obviously should, I think, should get the fine. They should get the money from the fine. That, that'll needle it even more. But it's just the arrogance. No apology. No, this is unbecoming or un, unfitting of what I'm supposed to represent for the NFL. I regret the action. I should have let security handle it. No, you shouldn't have drew a, threw a drink on a fan. You shouldn't have threw a drink on the people that patronize and are uh, responsible for how you make money in this league. But th that's the part for me. The fine is neither here nor there. When you're a billionaire, it's not going to be relative most of the time anyway. You know, I think y'all are looking at this a little bit wrong. <sighs> let me tell you something. He's clearly wrong, petulant, immature. Um, doing what he did. No excuse for it. Um, 300, 500,000, even a million dollars means nothing. The man is worth 20.6 billion. I think that's the last number yeah. that I read about him. Means nothing. Okay. It's, it's, it's a penny to him. So that means nothing, right? 
So you have other people out there and they say, you know, confiscate a draft pick from them or whatever. I think that's a bit extreme in all likelihood. Um, you could argue that the punishment should be, you know, you're not allowed in the, in the stadium. You can't watch a team for a few weeks or whatever. That's not bad. And that's where I think, and that's where I say, pump the brakes. Let me roll with Roger Goodell and his thinking. Is there any punishment greater than having to be at the stadium watching this team? I don't know if there is. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> let him stay at the stadium and watch him. This man took over. Obviously, a few years ago, and had to, I mean, this is a, I'm, sh- I'm ashamed. This is a man that used to be associated with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's a graduate of the University of Pittsburgh. He used to be with the Pittsburgh Steelers, for crying out loud. Considering the class that this organization has customarily been associated with, and they've had three head coaches in the history of its franchise, Chuck No, Bill Coward, now Mike Tomlin. And to go from that, to go from this wrecking ball, this, 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 this clearly an incompetent individual when it comes to football, knows how to make money. Hedge fund guru. I mean, he knows how to make money, no question. He just don't know how to run no damn football team. That is clearly obvious, okay? So when you look at him going from Ron Rivera, okay, to hiring Matt Rule, okay, that, that worked out well, right? Never got better than 5 and 11 or 5 and 12. Then you hire Steve Wilkes, but get rid of him, okay? You know, you let Wilkes come in there on an interim basis. You don't honor it when he had them looking more respectable than anybody. And then you go out there and you hire Frank Reich before he wets the bed and you fire him before the season is even complete. And you're now 2 and 14. I think the punishment it's really, it's really good. What they said was, okay, we're going to slap you on the wrist monetarily, but we can't do anything to you monetarily. But yeah. suspending you might be too much. Sit there and watch your team. Don't throw any water on anybody anymore, whatever. But subject yourself to the level of ineptitude that you personally are responsible for. Suck it up and deal with it. Kind of like it myself. Not bad. Yeah, he, Get a fan to the fan that got water thrown on him. It took him 49 minutes, but he got That's one right thing. for a change, Stephen A. That's my thing. Get, get, get a 300000 to Dug, the person Dougie. that got the drink thrown on him. Yo, Dougie, Dougie, yeah, I'm, all, I'm always right sometimes. 